0: BSBOT some number. Greg and I recording after uh-huh. a solemn New York Rangers preseason game that doesn't count whatsoever. Uh, losing four nothing to the Islanders at home at MSG. Just mm. Greg, uh, mm. it was a classic Ranger game, wasn't it? It was. You know what? You know you like. It's what? like. Um, what's it called? Now that's what I call music. Like now that's what I call Rangers. Like everything. Mm. Every Ranger trope came true in like the first six minutes.
1: Dude. We were so excited to finally have a hockey game to break down after <laughs> month. months. We've been doing BSBOTs. We did the '94 rewatch. Yeah, did we Mike did Keenan. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. We did Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yep. We did Christmas gifts. Yeah. We did New Year's resolutions. Sh- we've done good we've, hangs. We've we've done such dumb things over the last nine months because we've been doing. Two episodes a week, nonstop for nine months with yeah. three hockey games. With three hockey games. <laughs> it was, e- dude. It was easier doing that than trying to come on. Out- like, I don't want to. I really don't want to be negative, guys. I don't. No, I, I don't. am going to get some jokes off. Yeah. Boy, mighty did we get some nice jokes.
0: Oh, but, uh, why don't, how about
1: this, Ryan? How about this? How about this? Okay, about this? hit me. Hear, hear me out. I'll hear you. first five minutes. First five minutes, because it's probably all we're going to be able to get out of this. All right. Let's do. Let's do positives. Okay. First five minutes. This is good.
0: I like this. Can we get to five? All right. Um, starting... I'll, st- I'll start. I'll okay. start. Okay. You go first. Adam Fox is legit, dude. Adam Fox is legit. Outside of the time that Matt Barzal just pickpocketed him
1: and almost scored. Mm. Um, Ryan, nope. I'm trying to be positive for the first five minutes, and then you say the name Barzal, and you're just going to make me mad. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. First five minutes. Adam Fox. Those first two periods. The third period, it seemed like both teams were just going through the motions, right? Yeah, it's like this was over. There's not a whole lot to even talk about there. Yeah, team didn't fight. Uh, First two periods. Adam Fox is legit, dude. Okay, Uh, it's so nice to see. All right, that's good. I
0: think that was good. Uh, I thought Mika tried really hard, the first like two periods, and then everyone kind of just fell into place. I thought he was one of the only. One of the things I didn't like about Mika's game, which is very hard to pick, is that his defensive prowess positive was, was it, it was lacking last year, and I felt in the first game he showed improvement in
1: that. Positive. I agree. He played He played well in the defensive zone. But he did. Uh, it, I, he was very active. It, being positive, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, positive only. The Rangers were putting him in difficult situations, but it seemed like Mika Zibanejad, defensively, was stepping up to the plate. Which is... Even more encouraging to see, considering he had no camp, no camp, right? Uh, he was he was out sick the entire time. I'll say
0: another nice thing, because Binnerjet's hair looks amazing. Oh, flowing, just unbelievable! A truly uh, uh I don't know how another he Another positive it that for,
1: well. another positive for Greggy. Okay. Alexi Laf- Lafreniere looked like he belongs. He doesn't look nervous. No, I... he, he looks like he's been in the league for five years.
0: Yeah, he, he looked like a vet, which sounds stupid to say after one game. Mm. But he looked good. He really did. It's not like he shined or anything. doesn't look like – he didn't make any glaring mistakes. Yeah, he had the no, penalty. And it's
1: it's yeah. going to be hard to shine in a game where you get the – Shellacked. Doors blown off. Of you. Yeah, shellacked. Uh, I think the last positive I can squeak out of this, Ryan, and then mm-hmm. I'll let you try and give me one or two. I, encouraged by Phil Heedle. I, I – I don't see anything wrong with his game today. Mm -hmm. Again, it's, it's hard to say anyone shined, but if I'm trying just to find the guys that didn't stink out loud, I thought everyone on that Lafreniere, Hedl, Gauthier line was great. I really do. Well, great in respect to the overall team performance.
0: I I was going to
1: say. Yeah. If you had to pick one line that you thought was good across the board, just good. Like, passing grades b minus students i think you give it to lafreniere heatle and gochier
0: i'd agree and coach made one good play where he like drew a penalty and got up uh up past an islander and did a spin move or whatever did or did an over the shoulder move to win out a puck battle which was nice it was good to see that out of him
1: he he drew he drew the penalty and then he had he created well he didn't help create it but he almost finished that goal that not the goal that wasn't a goal where everyone owes so me stickers. Well, so stupid. The first one. Everyone owes me stickers, right? Yeah. Unless you, we want to give it to Truba. I you, think Truba you, might have gotten credit. You
0: did say Rooney would score the first. If, if Rooney scored the first goal, everybody would have to send you stickers. Just the rules. It's the facts. Don't get your... <laughs> not get your address out <laughs> Fuck! i have to edit that okay i'll put a beep there um that's really
1: annoying. i'm old, I'm on
0: stickers come on All right i'm not going to keep that in there because that is not a good idea um Fine. anyway anyway for my address uh so negatives let's go there because <laughs> i think we just found the rest of the podcast if I'm you know being what? honest. no I'll
1: no really. no let's how about i we need to we need to reframe i don't want to call them negatives because then people will you know yell
0: what? at us can i can i do a mini rant before we even get to this i'm not i'm not panicking i'm really not i know it seems one, like we. it's one game they got their doors and we
1: talked about how the first two weeks of the season were going to be a gong
0: show they got their doors blown off dude and the, and mm-hmm. and no one wants to hear this but the islanders are a good team they are they have a good not talent. just
1: that but a team that that has chemistry it's and, the same team from and last they're well coached they have
0: maybe mm-hmm. the best coach
1: in the league i'm sorry they do you can't wear a mask though
0: you can't squirtle i saw your tweet <laughs> <laughs> Squirtle
1: cannot wear. Squirtle a wasn't wearing a mess. They're gonna go back review this game. We get the win. That's all I'm saying. It's truly
0: unbelievable, man. So uh, the Islanders team is—it's just a better, more cohesive, cohesive—sorry, cohesive team that's just put together. That like, they—they had ten days of camp, or what? Same the Rangers had, but they've played together mm-hmm. deeper and longer over time, and they had the Rangers number from the moment the game started. The Rangers, as you saw, did the classic Ranger thing of letting two goals in super early within the first five minutes. And Keandre Miller and other players just looked scared. They did. They all looked rusty and tight, like right away. Whereas the Islander team came out buzzing and flying. And that just shows the chemistry. I'm not panicking yet at all. If this is the case in two weeks from now, Greg, where every single game is a shellacking like this, or the Rangers generate no offense when they're supposed to be an offensive-based team, yeah, we could talk about panic then. But right now, no way. I kind of smiled through the first half of the game, like laughing, like, yeah, of course this is how it would be, right? Like, after all this time, after the 10 months, this is how it would be. Just an absolute getting the doors blown off. And that's what happened. It's fine. I'm not panicking yet. There are things to be negative about a ton, and we're gonna talk about them, but it's just this legitimately was an exhibition game. It almost means nothing despite the two points it actually means.
1: Okay. I'm happy you said all that. Okay. I respect you. Thank you. This is a safe place. Safe zone. But I don't want people I don't want people getting angry at us by saying we're negative all the time. So I'm not gonna say yes. the word negative. I okay. want to phrase I want to frame this some other way, Ryan. Rethinking. Instead of us being negative about the Rangers, I want us to get our jokes off. Okay. So let's get our jokes off. Namely, Jack Johnson. Could have <laughs> gone any better.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, uh, I got a couple tweets that were like, I didn't know Jack Johnson was this bad. Was
1: he always We tried this to big- tell you we, like we, everybody we, came on this podcast. Where do you think Jesse we were? Marshall, where do you Jesse think we Marshall? Were? God bless his soul. We had him on twice in a one week span. He is one of the smartest, most talented writers on the Pittsburgh Penguins beat. And part of the athletic, He sat on this yes. podcast as a Penguins reporter and said, Guys, I don't know what to tell you. Jack Johnson is bad. Dom Luz. He's been on this Lou podcast. Shishin, before. By the way. Sure. I respect you. Thank you. And I honor that. Thank you. He's been on this podcast before. He put out the numbers today saying, statistically speaking, Jack Johnson is the worst defender in the National Hockey League. No one has. Shana a- Goldman. It's, it's. I love Shana Goldman. Yes. Yeah, Who loves pod- Shana Goldman more than us? Nobody. I dare you find her wonders. boyfriend. Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, fair. Yes. Touche. Yes. But she's been on this podcast plenty. She wrote thousands of words on Jack Johnson about how not only is he bad, but could the Rangers change how bad he is? And the conclusion was <laughs> probably not. And in the first... We were, we were joking! And, and, and
0: you know what sucks about this? I like Brandon Smith a lot. I really do. And to see him I know scra- you do. To see him scratched for Jack Johnson, who in the first three minutes of the game took a penalty and then, like, gave the puck up multiple times to mm-hmm. to the Islanders and, like, mm-hmm. just, like, missed defensive assignments where Mika Savinoja was doubling back. Like, there was a mil- I I couldn't find, like, a good thing he did. It was just... To get the joke – to have the jokes pay off so early was almost worth it, right? Like to have them like, wow, it's the first thing that happened is Jack Johnson just (laughs) sucks ass. This is great. (laughs) I just – Oh, my God. I I love it. I love it. Imagine you're out there listening right now. You're listening to Greg mm -hmm. and I, and you're like, okay, I want to be angry about the Ranger Islander game. And I've waited a long time for this, so I'm going to listen to Greg and Ryan for some absolute reason I can't understand. And you're Mm. going to your job right now. But instead of you going to your job, you'd go to your job to suck at it. And when you got to your job, they'd hand you a million dollars. That's what Jack Johnson is doing.
1: <laughs> it's
0: so I, bad.
1: Friend, friend of the show, Tom Ertz, had a just phenomenal point immediately after the first Johnson fiasco. And there were a handful. Um, Tom said, I'm sure I'm paraphrasing, but I think I'm close. Mm-hmm. He said, had the Rangers given, given Johnson a PTO, Ed, Johnson stuck with the team after the PTO and the Rangers signed him for 700,000 dollars league minimum. Rangers Twitter still would have been pissed off and rightfully so. But the thing that doubles down on the Ranger fan anger and our anger quite frankly is that Johnson was a first day free agent signing. They signed him for above the vet minimum. Day 1 they signed him at a price point that the Rangers can't bury on the taxi squad. They would still be paying part of his contract, if he was not on the team, no matter what, and they passed on just not even good options because you've heard us say that before. The example we've used on this podcast more times than I care to remember is just John Merrill. John Merrill, it's not that John Merrill is a good player. It's that he's just not actively bad. Jack Johnson is actively bad. And I got to say, while as a fan that's going to make watching the Rangers really difficult – we are going to have fun getting off the Jack Johnson jokes. Oh, yeah. I hate to tell you guys the guys who yell at us being like, oh, this team drafted Alexi Lafreniere and every word out of your mouth is, Dude, Lafreniere Jack is Johnson. awesome. It, what do you, want, you want me, it's me to fucking say? Funny. It's funny.
0: What do you want I'm, me to say? He's I'm awesome. Crazy. Oh,
1: God. I hate him. It's, it's, uh, you know what? I don't hate him. Hate's a strong word. I, I saved that word for Philadelphia based sports figures and Chase Utley. I, I don't hate Jack Johnson.
0: Yeah, Those are the same thing, by the way.
1: Um, no, Chase Utley like transcends, right?
0: Yeah, for you, per definitely. But with mm-hmm. La- like Lafreniere, there's not so much like you. I can't really break down his game tonight. He,
1: I we've, he- had, we've we've had people on this podcast that are smart and can say smart things oh, about yeah, Lafreniere. Absolutely. We can sit here and just, I'll say some googly eye about. I'll him say
0: some middle road things about Kako. People were talking about mm-hmm. his time on ice. He doesn't play the penalty kill. The Rangers were on the penalty kill a million hours tonight. He had
1: some. I, uh, I, I I have a I have a point of contention tonight, Ryan. Go for it. it I get that Sam Rosen is a beloved figure. Absolutely, and I love it, Sam Rosen. Excuse Who me, that's Sam Rosen. Everybody does. Here's the thing, Sam. At some point in the third period, I know we said we weren't going to talk about the third period, but he and Joe are talking with about nine minutes left in the game, and Sam offhandedly says, "You know, Joe, I haven't seen much of Keandre Miller this period," and I'm just sitting on my couch, and I'm just like, "Yeah," because the rate, Tony D'Angelo took a four minute penalty. So you're not going to see Keontre Miller much in this period. No. Like, he doesn't play the penalty kill. No, The th- Rangers were killing penalties the entire game.
0: I think that was uh, – Sam, he did that uh, multiple times. And, like, people on Twitter don't understand. Like, Kako and Lafreniere and uh, and Miller don't play the penalty kill. And the Rangers were on the penalty kill, what, seven times tonight? Seven oh, times. too like, many. Dude, the, the lines they were running out in the third period was Howden, Kreider, Kako. That's where we were at. Like yeah, they, because Howden and Howden and Kako hadn't played all game and they needed to get some runs. Right, exactly. That's it, guys. Like I know David Quinn was doing the the put everything in a blender kind of act all night, but he was just trying to find anything that worked, get a spark out of anything. I can't blame him. And all, all you people that tweet me and say, "Can we fire David Quinn?" It's been one game. I I like David Quinn. Really, it's a free ride for him this year. He has to figure it out. If it's this all season, yeah, we can fire his ass. I promise. But it won't be this all season. It's almost statistically impossible. It really is.
1: Well, you know you know what's funny about that? I feel like some people, and it doesn't matter what we say on no, this podcast. People no will what. get whatever they want to get out of us at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter what we're trying to say, what we're trying to do. People draw their conclusions, and that's the world we live in, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But I feel like people think we carry David Quinn's water more than we actually do. No, we're
0: critical I think of we've David. We've been
1: pretty critical of him. But he's... like, I, maybe, maybe it, it could possibly be because I just hated Elaine Vino so much. So the fact that I don't have like active vitriol for David Quinn, people think that's me liking him. I we question we've questioned his handling of Leah Anderson. We've questioned his deployment of Coco Well, we questioned... we've questioned. Or, look, we don't talk about Brett Howden, and the Man Rocket on this podcast anymore because we've gotten tired of questioning how David Quinn handles. Allegedly. Like, we we. we oh, sorry, we legal, legally speaking. Legally speaking. We questioned a ton. We've questioned whether he should use right-handed defensemen on the left-hand side, why right. the Rangers don't do that. We've questioned his usage of uh, Alexander Georgiev. You name it, we've questioned it. I feel like we're pretty critical. And <laughs> while we questioned all of that... You asked me today, no, I don't think he should be fired. Mostly because, quite honestly, short of like Barry Trotz and two other coaches in the NHL.
0: Yeah, Gallant, who's going to teach. I got to tell
1: you, man, there aren't that many great coaches out there.
0: No, Gallant's going to coach Seattle. like, And he's the only person right now, if you're like, who would you replace him with? It would be Gallant. That's it.
1: Yeah, but would you even, like, that's the thing. Honestly. I don't know. Yeah. I I like Quinn. Gallant's a better coach, but a better, is a better coach going to make a big difference on this team? I don't know. This team's super young. No, bro. At some point, there's only so much coaching you can do with children, right? They have to figure it out themselves. And again, guys, once again, this is a, essentially a preseason game. They got their doors blown off by a veteran team who has tons of playoff experience and, again, is being coached by arguably the best coach the NHL has to offer. I don't. I think probably we should, it, it was more likely the Rangers were going to get their doors blown off tonight than the Islanders were. Oh, yeah, and, dude, just-
0: dude I, I think it's really important for people to realize this. The Islanders went to the Eastern Conference finals, they're a sure good team. They're well coached, they're well suited, they have top end talent. They legit, Barzal is a legit top 20 player in the NHL. That might be mm-hmm. even too low for real. He's good, and you're gonna see him six,
1: seven more times. It's coming. Well- we crack jokes about Lou Lamorello all the time because that guy just doesn't know how to manage a salary cap. No. But if you took away these players' salaries and just said, is this a good team or not? It's a solid team, top to bottom. There isn't an obvious... You can make fun of their fourth line, whether Matt Martin should be in the NHL, whether Ross Johnston does anything. Sure, but again, Barry Trotz is smart enough to know that his fourth line is crap, so he doesn't put it in dangerous situations. Yeah understands what his top nine is so he leans on it and that top nine Barzall is a star but the rest of that top line is better than average it's really good bovillier is super solid Brooklyn, jordan eberle yeah. as your fifth option super solid j again jg padjo is making too much money but he's their third center like that's a ridiculously good third center i i don't know which you know what this transitions perfectly. Hit 30 me. NHL GMs should be
0: fucking embarrassed. Hold on. Let's take a quick break. Oh, we need a prosperous break? I got to do a break, and then we can embarrass some GMs. Here right. we go. Please. Transition. We're back.
1: Hit me. 30 NHL GMs should be fucking embarrassed
0: tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dude, do you, do you see how dominant that guy is? I don't want to, like, sit
1: here and blow the island. He's really fucking good. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what else you want. What else would you want in a hockey player? He's under the age of 25. His best days are somehow still ahead of him. We're t- of course, I don't know if people are figuring this out yet. We're talking about Matt Barzal. I understand Barzal can go out there and say all he wants about how he never wanted to leave Long Island, how he always saw his future with the <laughs> and Islanders. Seven million dollars. Well, just million. make it. That's right. That's what I'm saying. A player can say that as much as he wants. He only means it because no one made it a difficult decision, right? I love living in Troy, New York. Absolutely love it. I can't see myself leaving the Capital Region anytime soon. I honestly think this is where I will somehow convince a woman to marry me. I don't know how it's (laughs) going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be a Uh, tough trial. But this is, like, if I were to raise a family, this is where I want to do it. This is the perfect area for me. But you know what, Ryan? Mm -hmm. If someone comes along and offering me a six-figure contract in fucking Tulsa, Oklahoma, I'm moving to Tulsa, Oklahoma. (laughs) Like, someone, you can make it difficult – I, I have every intention in the world to stay right here. But someone could make that decision very difficult for me. An NHL GM should have made Matt Barzal's life difficult. And one better, Ryan, should have made the Islanders' life difficult. the and no, Islanders signed him for $7 million because hilarious. the entire NHL said good luck so signing him.
0: stupid, bro.
1: It's stupid. You, so this is one game. Again, it's one game. Barzal didn't have a camp. The Rangers didn't have a camp. Mika Zabinerjad didn't have a camp, and he was the best
0: player for the Rangers all night long.
1: The difference between Barzal not having a camp and the Rangers not having a camp is Barzal's bare minimum is so good. Every every team should have been on his door and offered him at least $9 million. They should have understood that the Islanders had no cap space. They should have understood that the Islanders have too many commitments long-term for them to even move those deals. They should have understood that the Islanders had difficult decisions to make, and not a single person, Ryan, made the Islanders make a difficult decision. And instead, Matt Barzal, God bless him. I get it. And Sam said it in the broadcast, too. I get that $21 million over three years is a lot of money. I totally understand that. But I also understand that I'm watching professional sports. And I understand that $7 million over the next three years for a player who's probably top 15, top 20 player in the league is illegal, quite frankly. Yes. That's Even in the salary cap world, Matt Barzal should not be making that low of money. It's. it's I, I am, so if, if I were an opposing GM, including Jeff Gordon, by the way, who we have been quite generous of in our time as he's been Ranger General Manager, be embarrassed that you didn't make a better effort to try and sign Matt Barzal. Be embarrassed. You should feel shame. You should. I have no joke to get off about Matt Barzal. I wish I could. I am sickened that the NHL allowed the New York Islanders to keep Matt Barzal for cheap. It's but a joke.
0: Let's get back to just finish up here in the last ten minutes. Just get back to the sort of the Ranger negatives. I agree with you on everything you said there. It's a rant we've done a lot on this podcast, and it is a joke. That he's an mm-hmm. awesome player. Right. Uh, there are some players I do want to touch on. I thought Panarin was fine tonight. Um, he looked like of his normal self, but couldn't get the creative the creative juices flowing. I thought Ryan Strom was invisible, but total, totally, absolutely invisible. I, I yeah. just. I didn't know what he was doing or where he was at any point. Like you kind of noticed when, when players were out there, like I noticed when how was out there trying to do something or, you know, Kako, I thought it was middle of the road and had some, had some missed puck opportunities, but looked a little bit better on defense this year. But strong, like where, where the hell was he? I have no idea. And to just, drive it even home even further. Like, he looked like a legit 2C, and maybe that pushes this up sooner. Who knows? But Ryan Strom is going to have a lot, of, a lot to prove here over the next mm-hmm. couple weeks, because as Rick said on our podcast w- or earlier this week, Strom didn't have a good camp, and neither did Panarin. Panarin looks like he turned it on, but I'm not sure Strom did. And I guess that leads us right into the second, the person who joined Strom on our podcast was Tony D'Angelo. Like, dude, you can't throw a goddamn hissy fit like that on the ice. I don't know if it was slamming the door, in the penalty box, I don't know if it was him saying something on the ice. I have no idea why he, put, he took I bet you it was a
1: combination of the two. I
0: bet it was. I have no idea, man. And then he actually got benched after that. Uh, I think that was more the case that Quinn was like, hey, you you can't do that shit. And you can't. Yeah. And, and Tony, like, he played like a winger tonight. He got destroyed by Barzal. We already talked about how good he was. Like, I'm not going to blame Tony for getting beat by one of the best players in the league. I'm not. I'm just not. And it was a, it was a, a goal that Igor should have stopped. And Igor
1: really settled down. But Tony looked. Igor. Or Igor had a. It, well, I, we're we're gonna finish this Tony rant. But yeah, call a spade a spade. Igor had an awful first period. Oh, truly awful.
0: Yeah, you could. Yeah, the whole Rangers. But the Igor's soft goals for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But Tony, in general, though, looked like a winger the whole night. Uh, defense. No,
1: honestly, Ryan, the, every everyone on Twitter will jump at the Barzal undressing because that's exactly what it was. It's not his fault. Barzal, Barzal could have done that. I mean, Barzal undressed Adam Fox. And, again, I have nothing but great things to say about Adam Fox's game tonight. I'll get my jokes uh, off about honest, Tony. It's not here. Honestly, the, the shift that sickened me the most with Tony was before the Barzal goal, there was a shift where um, – Quinn uh, tried playing Truba and Tony on the ice at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And it looked like Tony wasn't wearing skates. He was flailing. He left two different men wide open for shots that Shasterkin luckily either made a save on or it just missed the net. He looked like a lost puppy. Um, it was it was hard to watch because we know right you're, you're, Tony talks. Shocking. I'm not breaking news by saying that. Tony D'Angelo can go up to every reporter and say he does he's pissed off that everyone makes fun of his defensive game, that he's gonna prove people wrong this year, that he's gonna make people eat their words. I got fucking news for you. If we wanted to crack Tony jokes all night on Twitter about his defending, we could have done it and we would have been right. It he was abysmal defensively. He and I'm again. You take out the undressing by Barzal. If you want to forgive that because it's Matt Barzal, I'm fine with that. Barzal makes everyone look like a child, but Tony DeAngelo was actively horrendous in his own zone, and it doesn't help that he's playing with Jack Johnson, who himself was a not even a disrespectful to traffic. Without looking, to call Jack Johnson. Without back.
0: looking, how many shifts did Jack Johnson take tonight in time on ice? Oh. Without looking.
1: I'm going to say 21 minutes tonight.
0: 17 minutes. Top of the list is Jacob Truba at 19. Jacob Truba,
1: Adam Fox, Jack Johnson. Truba gets power play and penalty kill. Right. Of
0: course. Yes. But Jack Johnson, number three on the Rangers. Game one. 17 minutes and 43
1: seconds. But to be fair, Ryan, how much of that? Give me his PK time. Was it over five minutes tonight? I don't have the PK time in front of me. I'll try and look for it real quick. I got you. I got you. I got you. This is bad podcast. You go on a rant while I look this up okay sure
0: uh, I want to go back to Keandre Miller real quick because the first period like one of the quotes that Truba had about Keandre was hey this guy looks unflappable he seems like nothing bothered him and I'm I flapped tonight huh I have news uh the moment bothered him it was very clear there was a two-on-one where he looked like Medusa looked at him directly in the eyes uh he, yeah, he became a statue it, it,
1: he looked like a, you know what he looked like he looked like a 20 year old
0: yeah, that's what he looked like. Oh, oh, who hasn't played since March and who's never played a pro game? <laughs> so
1: um, Hit me with the Jack Johnson numbers. Seven minutes and ten seconds on the penalty kill
0: tonight. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's how you get to. Uh, that's how you get to twenty minutes and forty six seconds total for Jack Johnson. Uh, he played the most penalty kill minutes of any New York Ranger tonight. Um, second was Ryan Lindgren. The forward with the most penalty kill minutes tonight, Brett Howden, 627.
0: This is the thing. So like when you when you come at me and be like, hey, Kako didn't have a lot of ice time tonight. Well, dude, the game score doesn't the, – or the, the way the game was played, rather, doesn't lend itself to have him a lot of ice time. It's not like the Rangers were on the penalty uh, the power play the whole fucking game. They weren't. They were getting destroyed. Yeah.
1: Jack Johnson led the Rangers in penalty kill minutes with seven minutes, and he committed the first penalty of the game. <laughs> So like there was penalty kill time where Jack Johnson was ineligible to play. Yeah, brutal man. I don't. Yeah, I. I don't know what else. Brendan Lemieux played five minutes tonight because he doesn't play penalty minutes, penalty power play minutes, or penalty kill minutes. That's we know. David Quinn likes Brendan Lemieux. We know Brendan Lemieux is not in David Quinn's doghouse, and that he would absolutely love to get more ice time for Brendan Lemieux. Five minutes. So it's, I I throw out any. Oh, Kako didn't play enough tonight, bro. The Rangers got their doors blasted and they kept committing penalties. Nobody, nobody played a lot. Our Tommy Panarin played 17 minutes tonight.
0: That's like nothing.
1: That's insanely low for Tommy Panarin yeah. because the Rangers were on the penalty kill the entire goddamn game. Yep,
0: it was the game script, man. It's the way it goes. So if you're out here uh, worried about time on ice and that's what your 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 point is tonight, that like that's your big drive home point. It's wrong. I'm sorry. The, the 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 real point is they look terrible. The system looks oh. terrible. The de- defense looks terrible well, and they look und You know, I don't I don't want to
1: Right, I'll I'll check you on that. On the I don't system. know about the system. Yeah, I don't know. The the Rangers looked like a team that wasn't ready for the regular season. If you want to be critical of the coaching staff for that, I say go for it. I, I think that's a totally fair point to make. This team looked unprepared to play hockey tonight.
0: You know what? I, I'll I'll agree with you. I don't I can't say anything about the system yet because it's been one game. They're not prepared. Yeah, it, but watching they, they, watching it was just like Futurama eyes. You know, like when Fry does the squint thing, like I'm not sure mm-hmm. this is correct. That was the whole game. Yeah.
1: It it's tough, dude. It's really tough to draw any conclusions from this one game and try to say anything about the next fifty-five beyond the fact that the New York Rangers just sucked tonight. I we're not breaking news. You guys watch the game. We watch it. We hashtag watch the game. Hashtag watch. We we it charts. I test whatever you want to use. They're all going to say the Rangers played like butt because they did. Yeah. So I'm I'm not going to say here, sit here and say that this is a sign of things to come for the New York Rangers. I don't know. It could be. I hope it's not. Oh boy. It's very very possible that this is a one game, uh one game outlier. It's the first game of a season where the Rangers haven't played a truly competitive hockey game in months. They didn't play a single preseason game. You. I, while Lafreniere may go full bore in training camp, the the veterans don't. So it's, if we see this again, I won't be surprised if we see this again on Saturday. I won't be surprised if we see this again for another week. The problem with a season like this, Ryan, is you don't have time to play like this. If you want to be serious. No,
0: all the games are worth four points
1: as, Oh, okay. Joe Micheletti. You Uh, you don't have, you don't have time to play yourself into shape in a 56-game season. You don't. We saw the same thing with baseball, right? Yep. The baseball teams that were successful this year in a 60-game season were the teams that started hot. If you started hot, you got enough of a lead where you can then work your way into shape and find some consistency. If it takes the Rangers a week to get into shape, that's about four games. That's four out of 56. That's a hole at that point. This is a sprint, not a marathon. If you want to be critical of the Rangers tonight, you have to be critical about their preparation. And at some point that falls on the coaching staff, but I'm not going to sit here and say that this was the system's fault. To be fair, even the guys that are returning this year are playing in a new system. This is the truly first game. They have an opportunity to try and learn that system in real time. That plays in to effect to what the Rangers did tonight as well. But is this system right for the Rangers? We don't know. We won't know until we get more of a case study shown before us. The only problem is, it clearly didn't work tonight. The team didn't look ready tonight. Look, I, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be the negative. I know Ryan doesn't want to be the negative Nancy either. Definitely not. I, we we have a lot of fun when this team is fun. We even have a lot of fun when this team is horrible. But it's a lot easier to be fun when you're bad when you're not also super young.
0: Dude, if like you, I don't care what they do as long as they score goals. I really don't care. They could yeah. lose every game 6-2, six, 6-3. Six you just can't. like They looked... Terrible. There's there was nothing good, nothing really. We did some positives, but they were very small. And I just need this team to compete, and they don't look ready to play. I'm I'm excited to see how they respond on Saturday. That's for sure because they took the third period off, and I don't blame them mm-hmm. to be honest with you.
1: To be uh, fair, the Islanders did too. It's yeah. Not like that. It's not like the Islanders kept pressing. Barzal did a couple things in the third because he's Matt Barzal, but yeah, he like it, it's did. not like the New York Islanders were still blowing the doors off the Rangers. To be fair though, this is how the Islanders play. They get the lead and then they don't let you back into the game. Oh yeah, they so ice grip you. Sam Sam and Joe were saying like how the Rangers looked better in the second period. They didn't. they The Islanders just decided that they weren't going to press the offense anymore, which means time of possession Why would was going to be in the Rangers' they,
0: favor. They want to win games like that anyway.
1: Doesn't make yeah, sense. Th- this, this, game, this game played perfectly in the Islanders' hand. The Islanders want to get a multi-goal lead in the first period, and then they don't want to let you score a goal the rest of the game. Yeah, they're an incredible defensive know, team. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. It's Barry Trotz is good, man. He looks like Squirtle. He doesn't know how to wear they a played, mask. They play 2013
0: Ranger hockey style. That's what they do. It's 2013 yeah. Ranger hockey.
1: He has a 61% win percentage with the New York Islanders. And the New York Islanders aren't one of the five best teams in the NHL. That's a super impressive number for Barry Trotz to have. Because, like, again, they're not, a, they're not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. They're not a top five team either. But a 61% win percentage with Barry Tross behind the bench, that dude knows how to fucking coach. That's true. All right, boys.
0: Uh, we're out of here. <laughs> hey, ladies,
1: ladies, too, show some respect.
0: Yep. I, uh, I meant to talk to you, and then I said boys, and I was like, I don't know why I said that. Um, well,
1: I have multiple personalities, so that's that totally fair. That's true. I'm
0: happy everyone uh, got to listen to us. It was cool night. Oh,
1: shit. The What's Jets up? hired Robert Salah? Is that good? Yeah, the Niners defensive coordinator.
0: Uh, you're a Niners guy, so
1: you would know more than I would. That's really that's really good, man. I, I thought he was guaranteed to be in Detroit.
0: All right, well, good for him. Hey, uh, we'll be the, back.
1: The Jets did something smart. Wow, wow,
0: wow, turning everything around. We'll be back uh, next week. Uh, we have a special guest we'll be announcing, I'm assuming, later in the week once we confirm, and we'll go from there. So we love you guys. Happy the Rangers are back. Hopefully they don't get their doors blown off again on Saturday. Bye. This is the story of the one.